0: Thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. On today's episode, what else are we going to talk about? We got a massive game tonight as Michigan State opens up their NCAA tournament with Davidson. Yeah, we get to know those Wildcats, and then, yeah, we talk a little bit about the matchup with Anthony Iani, but also a lot of other great stuff, like what it's like being a player during the opening rounds of March Madness, uh, what it's like in East Lansing during tournament time. Uh, Just a really fun conversation with my man, A.I. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan Nation, welcome to Friday, a game day. Um, The game we've just all been waiting for. Uh, Yes, it is Michigan State versus Davidson tonight. First round of the NCAA tournament tipping off at 940. Uh, But if I know anything about anything uh, that, that will be delayed closer to 10 p.m. on CBS, we got Jim Nance on the call. We got Bill Raftery on the call. It it has the recipe to be a really fun night tonight. Um, but you guys know me; I'm, I'm I get scared about every single matchup Michigan State takes on. And well, when you got a team that can shoot as hot as Davidson can, oh, oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, you know what? We're gonna get through this day together. Um, yeah, we're gonna break down what Davidson does well, what they don't do well tonight's matchup, and then right after a really fun two segment conversation with friend of the program, former Michigan State Spartan basketball player Anthony Iani. Great, great two segments with him. Uh, but before we get to either of those, two things. Number one, you already know what's coming next. Just need you to add, sorry, just need to ask you to please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes, this is, is the Locked on Spartans podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you just want to yell at me for no reason, uh, locked on Spartans at gmail.com is the place to find us. Let's get in to tonight's game (sighs) okay that's my last deep breath of the segment i promise i'm I'm, I'm gonna be a professional i'm gonna give you a good preview right now all right so what i like to do with a lot of these previews if uh, you've been listening the whole season is sometimes like to mix it up but i like to go back to the standard format of what does this team do good and then look at what they do well not so good uh first and foremost okay Davidson, really good at rebounding the ball on defense. Uh, they're actually 14th in the nation at defensive rebounding, grabbing a whopping 79.2% of their opponent's misses. So yes, they are fundamentally sound on the boards. Uh, Bob McKillop has these gentlemen coached very well. Boxing out, you know, the full nine yards. Anything you'd see in like a 1950s basketball instructional uh, film is right there with these Wildcats. Okay. It's, it's no secret that offensively, they're very good. And this is how they've gotten to where they are this season. Because they weren't supposed to be this good of a team. The media voted them to finish 7th in the Atlantic 10 Conference. And, well, they did good enough to become runner-ups of their uh, conference tournament Last weekend before falling just short to Richmond. And it's not like, you know, Richmond has beaten any good Big Ten teams recently. No, there should be be no concern for an A-10 team beating a Big Ten team these days. No, certainly not. Anyway, as I was. uh, Offensively, they are 13th in the country at adjusted efficiency. And they have reached this number for a few reasons. Number one, they take care of the ball pretty well. Fourteenth in the nation at turnover percentage. Yes, they care for that ball. Shooting, they are sixth in the nation at 38.4% from three-point land. They have six guys that can shoot at least 37% from three-point land. All of them starters, so yes, everyone on the floor. And they don't go too deep into their bench. Maybe just too deep, sometimes three deep. But yes, every one of their starters can shoot the three-point ball. Now, one interesting note on top of that is that just 40% of their shots this season come from three-point land, which is 108th in the nation. So, yeah, they shoot, you know, above average attempts from three. But when you shoot it as good as they do... Well, you'd think they do it a little bit more, and certainly they, they have the means to do it a little bit more. We could be seeing that tonight, no doubt about that, as Michigan State might have an athletic uh, advantage against them. And one more team that or sorry, one more thing that Davidson does really well as a team is spacing other teams out. I don't think it's any coincidence that, yeah, all five starters can shoot a three, that when they play, that is a wide open floor on offense. What that allows them to do. A lot of drive and kick. Okay, guy has the ball around the three-point arc. He's going to drive towards the middle. And, you know, a lot of opponents try to sag down. Okay, hey, I'm going to go give you help. We're going to double-team him so he doesn't have an easy layup at the rim. Davis is also really good at finding those guys. That, okay, I'm driving to the hoop. Oh, hey, a second guy just met me at the rim. Hey, that means one person's open. I'm going to guess that that guy open shoots above 38% from three Very good at identifying the open guy, passing it to him, getting that shot up and well, making it a really good percentage. Uh, And also some ISO ball. Like they got two big men that are solid, pretty good. And when they get the ball, okay, dribble, dribble. Oh, Hey, if you, if you want to come down and help me uh, or help your defender play against me. Yeah. I'm going to find your open guy on the three point arc. So that is how Davidson suckers in teams right there. Now, of course, it's not all good. It's not like Davidson is a you know two-seed or a three-seed, so they can't do everything perfectly right. Well, I got three things that uh, might help Michigan State here. Number one, that Davidson is really bad at offensive rebounding. So, yeah, they're very good at defensive rebounding, but offensive rebounding, not so much. Uh, they are 306th in the nation at grabbing their own misses, so second-chance points really come at a premium for the Davidson Wildcats. Uh, They don't turn teams over all too well either. So Michigan State, a lot of turnover issues this year. Luckily, they're playing against a defense that really doesn't have an emphasis on steals and turning the other team over. And last but not least, MSU should have the athletic mismatch over them. Now, what I'm not saying is that Davidson is just full of, like, Zach Eadies, and they're all slow, they're all gumpy, and, you know, Michigan State should just slaughter these people athletically. Like, no. Like, Davidson still holds their own athletically. Like, you know, we'll get to the lineup in a little bit. One of the big men, actually, I think, moves very fluid on offense and defense. But, you know, tail the tape, body for body, Michigan State does have the athletic matchup in here. So let's get to know this Davidson starting five. We'll go through it uh, somewhat quick. First and foremost, at forward, or who would be their five? Uh, This would be Luka Brojovic. Luka Brojevic, I hope I said that somewhat right. I've tried for many minutes to try to find a pronunciation guide on Davidson Wildcats and came up empty, as I am going to butcher myself through these first three Davidson names. Anyway, this Luca fella, what's he all about? Well, he's a six foot ten senior, averages 14 points and 10 rebounds. This will be the assignment of, as you probably can guess it, Marcus Bingham, Julius Marble, and, when we need him, Matty Sissoko. Okay. Luca can also shoot the three, as I've said a hundred times already. Every one of these starters can shoot the three-point ball. This gentleman usually averages around three three-pointers per game. Next up in the paint-ish—I say paint-ish—because Sam Menenja, Menenga, Menenja, however you say his name—he's a six-foot-nine guy. He shoots 44% from three. However, he shoots it less than one time per game from outside the arc. Regardless. This guy is built to move fluidly. He is a stretch four. Really just love the way he attacks the game and especially defensively as well. We'll get to him a little bit later because I've got some keys to the game. They're nothing crazy. They're nothing elaborate. But stay tight if you want to hear more about Mr. Sam Menenga, whatever you you say his name. Regardless, pretty solid athlete. Next up is (sighs) Yeonjun Lee. Jun Lee. Jun Lee. I'm sorry. Once again, no pronunciation guide, so I'm just out here on my own island just trying to pronunciate my way through the Davidson starting lineup. Regardless, this might be the most important player on Davidson. Yes, I know that you all are thinking that, oh, he hasn't really said Foster Lawyer's name yet. Uh, when is he going get, to gonna get to that? In a little bit. I just got to talk to you about Mr. Lee here because he might be the most important player. Standing at 6'6", he averages 16 points six rebounds per game, and he is a career 40% three-point shooter. This is a guy you got to worry about, as is Michael Jones. Six-foot-five guard, 12 points per game, 42% from three as well. And then last but not least, yeah, they got an um, undersized guard, uh, pretty scrappy, actually from Metro Detroit area. His name is Foster Lawyer. I don't know if you've ever heard of this cat before. Uh, he leads the team in scoring 16 points per game and three rebounds. Per game, I did not see that from Mr. Lawyer at all whatsoever. So good for him to snag three boards per game. You already know this by now. He's dead eye from three. He's 44% from three and 93% from the free throw line. So really quick, three keys of the game. And I'm going to cheat because they're all of the same ilk. And what I mean by that is that they're all matchup related keys. Key number one. Uh, is going to be Max Christie. This is going to be a big game for Max Christie, both in sealing off Michael Jones or Lee, depending who he's paired to. I think he'd be mostly on Michael Jones because key number two is going to be Gabe Brown. I think Gabe Brown is going to be the biggest guy that has his eyes on him from a Michigan State fan perspective Uh, because two things. One is his matchup on Lee. I think he'll be paired with him, trying to slow him down. And then also on the other end of the court, Okay. Gabe Brown, for his little lull that he had in the middle of the season, ended pretty strong. Six of Gabe Brown's last seven games went into double-digit scoring. And in those seven games, he shot 48% from three. If we can get anything like that from Gabe Brown, that would be fantastic. He has to be that 3-and-D guy as a senior that we all Well, I was going to say want him to be, but no, no, no. Quite simply put, need him to be tonight. And last but not least, Tyson Walker. Now Izzo said that he will play. It's going to be a heavily taped ankle. Now how much he does play or how well he plays, Izzo said that's that's going to be uh, TBD. We'll we'll find that out tonight. But yeah, uh, it goes without saying that Foster Lawyer is going to be a guy that you need to stop or at the very least contain. Tyson Walker matches up physically with him very well. And also, if I could just borrow a fourth guy, a fourth name here. I know you're all wondering, like, why hasn't he said A.J. Hogart? He's a really good defender. He could play on Lee. He could play on Michael Jones. He could play on Foster Lair. Well, yeah, A.J. Hogart's going to have to step up, too. So, oh, boy. Yep. we're uh, We're all going to get through it together. Bart predicts this as a one-point win for Michigan State, a 73-72 to 72 win for your Spartans, which should leave uh, really little to no comfort uh, <laughs> for you because, yeah, regardless, should be a close game tonight. All right. We're going to talk a little bit more about this game in a hot segment, but also just, like, more fun March Madness-related stuff with our guy AI in a hot segment. First, I need to talk to you fine folks about Built Bar... Yeah, we got a late one tonight, and if you want to get through your day of work, working out, uh, parenting, uh, you know, just a strenuous fight with the in-laws, whatever it is, Built Bar is going to power you through whatever it is today, because they do two things: that they treat your taste buds well, they treat your body well. First and foremost, uh, their taste buds, or your taste buds rather, are attacked with their greatness. With uh, their their classic bars, you know, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, all the classics. But also, their Built Puffs, the first ever protein-infused marshmallow, it absolutely, positively slaps. Go find those out for yourself. Also, treat your body well, because most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, just 4 grams of net carbs, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. One more time, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And really quick, just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Some call him Anthony Iani, others call him Anthony Iani. Most just call him AI. Any way you cut it, he's former Michigan State basketball player, also an author. He's a public speaker, just and forever a sensational guy. He's AI, baby, AI. How on earth are you doing, man? Thanks a lot for joining us on the pod. Man, always a privilege, man. Great to see you, my man. You look good, bro. Do You know what? Just just trying to be like just trying to be like you every single day. <laughs> I wake up and I say, "How can I be more like AI?" And uh, I'm a few inches short, but hey, you know that's for. Run our way there. on our way there. And you, you, st- you still got the full head of hair too, man. Make sure you keep it. Yeah, the the, the hairline's getting scaled back here because, well, and I think that <laughs> is a direct correlation of it, it's March Madness. It's upon us, and it's it's the most wonderful time of the year, but also the most stressful time of the year. I just, I need an AI vibe check. H- how are you feeling right now? Just about March Madness, about Michigan State's draw against Davidson. Just, just please, just hog the microphone, lay it all on us right now. I mean, the draw,
1: I'm not surprised, because that's what everybody was talking about Sunday yeah. morning. And then, you know, uh, part, of, part of me, Matt, is happy that we didn't get the 8-C. We got an 8-9 line, which is good. True, um, true. Because, I mean, you know you know this as a basketball fan. I mean, those games can go either way. Um, yeah. But then when everybody was like, oh, watch us get Foster, Lawyer, and Davison and then Duke in the second round, I'm like, you know what, that would be the most tournament committee thing to do. And that is exactly what happened. So I'm not really surprised by the draw. I'm really not. Um, But how Michigan State played over the weekend, how they played Thursday, how they played Friday, how they played Saturday, you know, it really showed me that this team does have that dog mentality in them. And now my biggest question is, can you carry that over into Friday night? Because if they can, in my opinion, they should have absolutely no problems with Davidson at all. And then can you bring some fight Duke because Duke's beatable I mean let's not let's not pretend they're not they are very beatable because the way they've been playing against Virginia Tech the way they played you know the ACC tournament the way they played against North Carolina they look like a team that and I don't want to make any Yeah, exactly I don't want to make any like judgment calls here Mm -hmm. but they kind of look like a team that doesn't want to play for Coach K right now that's what that that, that that's what it looks like because like you know, it, it just looks like a team that just wants all the the fanfare and that wants all the quote-unquote celebratory stuff to be done because yes. that's, what the fo- that's what the focus has been on for Duke this whole season. It's been on Coach K. It hasn't been on the team. And so part of me really wonders if some of those guys on that team are just like, you know what, I'm tired of this because it's not mm-hmm. just about him. It's about our program. It's about us. So I'm really interested to
0: see, you know, how Duke plays, especially if it's against Michigan State. So you've seen enough from last weekend in the Big Ten tournament to be fully bought back in that this could be a team that not just goes to the second round, but also can put up a fight in the second round. Because, you know, we talked about it all week on this show that did see a lot of good things in the Big Ten tournament. You're, you're one of those people, it sounds like. And if so, like what one or two things did you see in Indy last week and that you absolutely just love to see from Michigan State? I mean,
1: obviously, number one is the consistency of Marcus Bingham Jr. I I thought Marcus had the best three straight games that he's played in a long time. And I think he looked like a senior that is playing his last couple weeks or last few games of his Michigan State career. Marcus Bingham Jr. can come out and have performances like that on Friday night and potentially on Sunday. I think Michigan State is going to be in a good spot. You also saw a Michigan State team that dug it out and grinded it out on the defensive end. And obviously, you know, the Maryland game toward the end, we all got a little scared there. But if you look at, you know, how Michigan State played defensively that whole weekend against Purdue, against Wisconsin and Maryland, it looked like a completely different team. The one thing I want to see, though, Matt, is I need to see a little more consistency out of um, Max Christie. And I I love Max. I think he's going to be a heck of a player when it's all said, when his career is all said and done. But right now, like, it can't be, okay, you score 16 points against Maryland. Or you don't score a whole lot against Wisconsin, you barely show up against Purdue, like you have to consist you have, you gotta have some consistency. And I think that's the one thing I want to see out of him. And I really and, and I said this the other day on a podcast, I really truly believe that he's gonna have an NCAA tournament coming out party Friday against Davidson. I really truly believe that.
0: We we saw what multiple days of rest can do to his legs against Maryland. Mm-hmm. Like he made yep. you, you know three, three pointers for the first time since January thirtieth in that game, but Yeah, as you said, okay, Wisconsin, okay, and then Purdue, like especially in the second half, he has three turnovers. Like I'm starting to have the inner monologue: like, is Jaden Akins the best freshman on the team right now, as it stands? Because and that was, I know that Max Christie, great defender. Yeah, Jaden Akins, solid defender as well. Jaden Akins doesn't necessarily have like these moments where he has weird turnovers that just Mm -hmm. really seem like they shouldn't be caused at all. He knows when to shoot, when not to shoot. Now I'm not saying Max Christie should never shoot, but I think just as it stands right now, I think I trust Jaden Akins on the court more than Max Christian. I don't know if that's a good thing. That speaks very highly of Jaden Akins, but also I, I just have a lot of pause with Christie, just well, like you're saying right now. Well, if you think about Akins too, I mean, I
1: can't remember if it was Wisconsin or Purdue. It may it may have been Purdue. I don't know, but there were a couple times where Jaden Akins had offensive rebounds based off a of hustle and him just yeah. going up with everybody else and tipping it out, and so. That, that's the thing with Jay Akins, I've seen all year with him, Matt, is like he makes the hustle plays. He does the little things. And I think that's what's going to make him a really great player is that he's not just going to be a good offensive player, but he's doing the little things defensively and offensively to make sure that each possession stays alive from Michigan State. And so I guess you could say at the beginning of the year, we all said Max Christie was the best freshman that this class has. But mm-hmm. kind of toward the end of the year, you know, Jay Nakins, whenever he's been in, he really hasn't made a lot of those mistakes. He's played consistent. He's, you know, there may be games where he doesn't make a shot, but he makes mm-hmm. up for it on the defensive end. He makes up for it on the hustle end, which is what Coach Izzo is all about Michigan at Michigan State, as we know. So I really, truly believe that Jane Aikens right now, I agree with you, is probably the best freshman. Um... At the end of the day, though, it, it probably will be Max Christie who will be the best out of the freshmen in the class. But sure, you never know. You never know. So uh, uh, they both bring something different to the table, but I would definitely agree with you that right now Jay Nakett is probably the best freshman on the team right now.
0: Yeah, like as it stands, like right now, of course, like yeah, just like you said, potential and everything right. like that. Yeah. I think when it's all said and done, like Christy, you right. could be a lottery pick one day. So yeah. Um, so I'm just a I'm just a clown with a microphone that talks about <laughs> a program. You're actually a man that's been inside the program, inside the halls of Breslin Center, you know, just around the clock when March hits. And I might be setting you up for a very easy question right now, but when March Madness rolls around, does some just feel different inside of Breslin Center or is it just business as usual within the program? Is that like, too romanticized by people like me that when march hits it's a little different take, take take us inside the locker room the practice room film room yada yada yada
1: it's it's kind of like christmas all over again for okay us because it, because it's an exciting time around the offices it's that time of year um my senior year after we won the big 10 tournament and obviously we had already playing liu brooklyn in the first round so we were mm-hmm. busting back and so the first thing we did when we got back to the breslin center we watched film on IU, um, liu brooklyn um but our managers They had left early to go back to the Breslin Center and get the film ready. And so we had all of our managers, from our freshman managers all the way to our junior managers, they were all, they already had like scout, scouting reports ready. They had like on all 68 teams, like it didn't matter, you know, if it was, you know, the team of the round of four or whatever, you still had them on your scouting report just in case you had to be prepared. And so if that team loses, you throw the scouting report away, obviously, but just like the amount of work that was put in by our managers and by our coaching staff like you know it, it's an exciting time because you know it's that time of year where you want to get to a final four you want to win a national championship because I mean you know this as a longtime fan Matt and as as yeah. and as an alum that's the program's expectations the expectations right. every year is to get to the final four and compete for a national championship so but just seeing like the hard work that's being put into by our managers like right away like it's not just oh we're going to wait the next day we won a big 10 tournament title we're one seed we'll we'll do the sky reports and celebrate next day like no like they were on the clock as soon as we got there and the amount of time and effort that the coaches and the staff and um the managers even the secretaries because they got to do all the traveling and get all that stuff done so it's an exciting time for everybody it really is and so you know is a business as usual for us sometimes yes it is but in a different way because it's a it's an exciting time and at the same time, though, you've got to be able to keep your head, you know, on a certain like uh, keep your head level-headed. Because if you overthink your opponent, if you try to look past your opponent, then it's really going to come back and bite you in the butt. Um, but that's why coaches always has a saying for us, you know, you get me through today, or if you get me through Friday, I'll get you through Sunday. Meaning, Ooh, like, you, I like, meaning, that. like, yeah, meaning you have yeah. the whole week to prepare, and then obviously the next couple of days are going to be really tiring because it's a short amount of time to prepare. But if you get me through Friday night, I will. I promise you, I'll get you through Sunday. That was always his saying with us. And so we always – I didn't understand that at first. But looking back on it now, it's like, okay, He what he means is you guys do the work. You get me through Friday, and I will be – I promise you on everything. I will do everything I can in my power to get you through Sunday. And gotcha. so that was, that was always his saying, man. And we bought into that. We bought into that. It's like, okay, we took care of LIU Brooklyn. We're tired. We're exhausted. We got to do – I mean it's a 9:45 tip off and we're back at the hotel one in the right. morning. <laughs> now we got to do scout report and it's like okay, now now I understand what coach is, meant. all the tiring all the tiredness from the mental from the mental standpoint of studying and scouting and then you got practices the next day. All right, he's going to get us through
0: Sunday. You know, he's gonna, he's going to make sure yeah. that he carries us in which he he did that multiple times, man. He really did. Be right back with our guy AI in a hot second, but first just have to talk to you beautiful people about betonline.net. Woo! That's right. Bet Online. It is that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Bet Online remains your best spot for all the sports scores podcasts and news this season and it ain't just basketball bet online is your continued source for all sporting wagering information needs including live betting and your favorite vegas casino games so head to the website today use your mobile device learn more about the trends and action at bet online where the game starts and that's fascinating too because and the really interesting part that i just picked up there is you can't look ahead and obviously you don't want to look ahead but here's just like a random thought i had like Let's say it is, you know, like what's going on this Friday, or what you experienced too. It's a super late game against LA and Brooklyn. This might be a dumb question that no one cares about other than me, but like are, are you, like do you get to watch games during the day? Are you like tracking oh, yeah. what else is going on? Okay, so you guys yeah, are so locked we, in with like, yeah, what's going so, on.
1: So okay. so um the only time we didn't watch games, actually, no, we had games on it all the time. So like okay. even during pregame meal, um on our on our um, little uh screen that we would have in the room, projector screen. They would have the games on for us to watch during pregame, but it would be on mute the whole time. And then when Coach okay. would talk to his pregame speech, they would turn it off. But like we'd be back in our rooms watching. And I remember as we were getting ready to go over to um nationwide arena, because we were in Columbus my senior year, um, Norfolk State had just beaten Missouri, who was like one yes. of the top teams in the in the in the region that year. So um, so I remember, you know, Adrian Payne was running up and down the hallway like <gasps> <laughs> hey, won. Norfolk State won, and we were like, oh, "It's like, jeez, oh, man. man, did you go to Norfolk State?" They go, "They're the Spartans, though. Let's go." I'm like, "Oh, jeez, AP man, God bless oh, I love you. That. God bless you." So yeah, I mean, we. But here, here's the funny thing. So even during our game, we kept an eye on the scoreboard the whole time because okay. later that night, Lehigh beat Duke yeah. that year. Cause, uh, cause they had C.J. McCollum on their team. So, mm-hmm. we, so I was sitting next to Dan Chapman on the bench. We're looking up at the scoreboard, and I saw the Lehigh Duke score. And I elbow Chapman. I go, Chap, Duke's gone. They were in our <laughs> bracket. They're gone. They're gone. And he goes, Holy crap, they lost. And we're all on the bench, like, dude, like Duke lost. Like they're gone. They're gone. Let's go. And so, even during, and, and Michigan lost too. And we were
0: like, Okay. Can't beat Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that was that year, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm in a blast the past right now. I know, wow. right? <laughs> It is a flashback Friday right now. Oh, holy smokes. Um, okay, well, that takes care of that answer. Yeah, that you guys well, certainly you do go. keep track of every game. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's awesome, man. Um, here's a really just broad question, but yeah. what, what was your favorite, like, March Madness memory that you had as a player? I mean, I'm sure that you could tell 58 of them, but oh, I could. If, if there's one that you want to hold on to forever, like, what, which one? Oh. Would it be? I know. I'm putting I, you on the spot right here, too. I know, <laughs> man, because it, there, there's a lot
1: of them. I mean, we definitely had some fun times together Um, in Michigan State.
0: Um, I
1: think for me, um, I, I'll, I'll name two of them. Uh, the first yeah. one, um, the number one on my list is getting in the tournament for the first time in my career, my senior year. I mean, that was a lot of fun. Um, I told Jan Chapman I was going to get him his first ever career points because I, uh-huh. I told him to go back door. He did. I threw him a sweet no look pass. I'm walking up the court. I turn back. I'm like, I just got an Okemos alum. Two Okemos alums connect. He goes up for the layup and botches the layup. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, are you serious right now? Um, my second memory. Um, so it, it, this was it's based on the amount of support he got when I was at Michigan State. So this was after we lost to Louisville in the Sweet 16 in 2012. Okay. Um, So me, Austin Thorne and Alex Ghana, we went to a restaurant across the street. It was like a little sports bar. And so, you know, some of our donors were there. The Michigan State um, Spartan Brass was there. It was awesome. And so, you know, Austin and I, you know, we're out celebrating and, you know, celebrating our careers. And we both order a couple of, you know, Bud Lights. And so we were sitting there eating and all of a sudden we get two pitchers of beer that come to our table (laughs) and we're like, like, uh, we didn't order this and the waitress goes, Oh no, they 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 ordered it for you. And it was the Spartan Brass. They ordered us two rounds of Bud Lights. I was like I that. <laughs> so the, it was awesome, man. Just like just seeing the support and how much, you know, how much people loved us and, and that meant so much to me. And and so, you know, I went over to the to their table and thanked them for everything, just everything they did in my career and just the support and so it was just awesome, man. Like, even though we didn't win it that year, like in my opinion, if Brandon Dawson didn't get hurt, we were probably Final Four bound. Yeah. Um, but just seeing the amount of support from people, from donors, you know, our band, and everything, it was just really cool, man. So those, those right there, are my two favorite March Madness memories. Well,
0: what was your favorite like city to to go to uh, throughout your March Madness? So yeah, yeah. We're hey, n- nothing but hot seat questions today. AI, Seriously? that's right. It's <laughs> oh, we're going um... for it. We're going for it.
1: It it was Phoenix because I I never
0: I I I'd never calm. been to I never been
1: to Phoenix before in my whole life I thought it was awesome um you know we had we had dinner where um where the Arizona Diamondbacks play because there's a TGI Fridays there and we all and that's where we went to dinner and we Defender. all sat out yeah. so you know what I'm talking yeah. about so we're no we talking about <laughs> we had dinner there we were sitting out in left field me and Draymond were singing take me out to the ball game but he's a <laughs> He's a big Yankees fan, so when you got to the part where it goes root root for he goes, the Yankees, I'm like, man, please. No. They lost to the no. Tigers last year. Come on now. And so, <laughs> but but Phoenix. I, I thought the Phoenix was a
0: really cool city. I thought downtown was really nice too. I got one more Hasi question. This is this is the hottest one. You, you might do be it. Per, perspiring by the end of this one. So <laughs> give me your top three favorite, like just sports moments of the year, because opening weekend of NCAA tournament. That's got to be squarely in my top three. My other two are yeah. going to be the Kentucky Derby because like my yeah. family throws a whole big party and sure. it's yeah. it's just a hoot and a half. So some personal uh, connections there and also just the, the opening weekend of college football, yeah. I would say for me. Now I, I'm dying to know the AI top three sports moments of the year. Well, I mean,
1: obviously you got to throw, the, you got to throw the final four
0: in there, you know, because okay. gotcha. it, it, it
1: doesn't matter who's playing it. Like it's a really big deal. Um, Number two, I would definitely have to go with uh, – actually, you know what? I would have to go with opening day for the Tigers. Like that. Love that, actually. Because that, that. That, that, that's just, man, I mean, once – you know once the Tigers play, like spring is there and summer is almost there too. And it's almost yeah. like fun time for us adults, right? right. Um, and then my other one would have to be opening day for college football at Michigan State. Because, I mean, you, you know this and the, and the times we tailgated together, had some fireball sure. and all that fun oh. stuff. Like there's nothing better, man. Then a Michigan State tailgate, it ain't nothing better, especially on an opening day on a Friday night, beautiful setting, like n- nothing beats it, man. Nothing beats man,
0: it, man. I'm trying not to think too far ahead to football, but God, I just <laughs> can't wait. I-, I can't wait to just get back to tailgate because, like you said, like whether it's opening weekend and like there's a hundred thousand people on campus and everyone's yeah. in a great mood, like that's awesome. Or if it's like November, it's cold, mm-hmm. rainy, miserable, and there's only like. 16 people on campus, like, those are the diehards, baby. Let's get, like, oh, know, man. Any way you slice it, uh, the, the tailgating scene is sublime in East Lansing. I love it, man. It is, Absolutely man. It.
1: It's, it's just so much fun. And I think, when was it,
0: Um, it wasn't the Michigan, was it the
1: Michigan game you and I met up? or what,
0: what uh, was It was it? after that one. Oh, God, I'm not going to remember it because I'm an idiot. Uh, let's <sighs> call it uh, the, the Maryland game. Was Maryland at home this year? No? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, I, wasn't was. there. I wasn't there, though, so who oh, did God. we... Nebra- oh, it was, Nebraska. it was Nebraska. It was Nebraska, you're right, it yeah. was Nebraska. That's why I can't remember it, because, oh boy, I got properly yep. tuned up for that one. That, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was a, uh, had to go back and watch a replay of the game to uh, competently talk about it on the podcast, uh, so, so sort of night, <laughs> yeah, good times. There's was so much oh, fun, man. man, I can't wait. Hoot. Have. Can't wait. Hey, sp- speaking of who and a half, so like, what what's the game plan for you on Friday night? Are are you hunkered down in your house? Do you, do you go out uh, and, and watch it somewhere else, or what? What is the game plan for MSU versus Davidson here? I'm sitting my big butt on my couch, man. I'm going to enjoy like the game. Uh, there we like, go. Because
1: uh, now, if we yeah. make if we make the Sweet Sixteen, if we make the Sweet Sixteen, yeah, it's a different story. Obviously, sure, we do something else. Um, yeah. but no, just like, and, and that's kind of how it will be. Like, so Friday, so I will be, um, I will be coming back, um, today from speaking up north in the upper peninsula so i'll probably be home Got around, it. yeah so i'll probably be home around like 7 seven i'll okay. be back in time to catch some more games and i'll be home in time to catch the game
0: you know as well so but my butt is on that couch and i'm not moving <laughs> hey I, I get it man that's that's what i'm talking about well hey man <laughs> cannot thank you enough for joining hey i always love talking to you man always love having you on the show you're you're one of the best out there so let's try and enjoy this weekend let's just let's try let's try let's, let's what, what, enjoy what did? it what if we did what if we did, I mean, what if we did well, enjoy it Oh,
1: man tell you what if we beat if we, if we get through this weekend and we beat Duke yeah I may take
0: a one or two shots of fireball I might do it I might take the week off of work if we beat Duke I, I might just... <laughs> uh, we all because I'll be in jail yeah I'll, I'll be in jail that's why I'm gonna take the week off of work because I won't be able to contain myself but yeah that's that's my plans at least if if we get two wins this week <laughs> Oh, no, no, I'm getting There now, you go. No, now I'm getting excited. Let's go. Oh, let's easy, go. <laughs> easy, easy, easy. <laughs> well, AI, hey, as always, can't wait till the next time we chat, man. You're the best. You are the best. Thanks, Matt. Always appreciate you, brother. Huge, huge thank you to my guy Anthony Ayani tonight for uh just hey, spending some great time with us, having an awesome chat as always. I it, hey, it is what you get with Anthony Ioni Every single time you chat with him, you get greatness, you get generosity, you get friendliness. And tonight was no different. So thank you so much for my guy AI for hopping on and you know sharing a lot of stories too, especially inside the program stories. Really cool when we get inside, you know, baseball like that. It's very fun. Um sorry, I just had to pause because it's just on me that The game's right around the corner. Uh, And on that note, thank you so much, guys, for preparing for tonight's game, just this weekend of March Madness, with us. Uh, Whether it be throughout this whole week or just today's episode, cannot thank you enough for tuning in to Lockdown Spartans and making us your first listen every single day here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. We will be back recapping whatever on earth happens over the weekend. But until then, make your second listen, Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free, and it's available where you get your podcast. Gang, I love you all. No matter what happens tonight, we're one big Spartan family. We're going to go through it together. Until next time, go green!